Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. With Tony Maradero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3. Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire back to Lafleur. The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. <laughs> You're in the bomb! Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoins, on lui fait perdre la rondelle une place devant. Et c'est la bonne place, ce sera la victoire des Canadiens. pour les Canadiens. Le fac troisième de l'histoire. You found the dogs! John, you found the dogs! He found the dogs! And all together, they worked the young team to the top. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. 8.6 beer. Intense by nature. And Locage. If the last time you went to the Lacage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to Lacage. It's going to be sick. Marinero, the sick podcast on this Wednesday, November 2nd. It is just one minute past 10 o'clock Eastern, and the Montreal Canadiens are in Winnipeg as they prepare to visit the Winnipeg Jets tomorrow night. A Winnipeg Jets team. That is doing not too shabby thus far this season, but the Habs might be catching them at the right time. The Jets have a record of 5-3-1. and one. They're second in the Central. They're sixth in the Western Conference. The Habs are at 5-5, five and five, seventh in the Atlantic, and 13th in the East. And I'm going to tell you that there was only a couple of games in the National Hockey League tonight. And the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, they were able to win one for their coach, who was going to be in serious trouble. If they didn't, they beat Philadelphia by a score of 5-2. to two. And it looks like this one is a final now. Buffalo has doubled up on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, we're going to go to Sammy and Agnello at Master Control pretty soon because I think the Pittsburgh Penguins have lost something like six straight games. Or it's not good what's going on in Pittsburgh. They blew it last night when they led the Boston Bruins by a score of 5-2, to two, and they lost by a score of 6-5 to five in overtime in front of their fans. And tonight on the road, uh, in Buffalo, they lose. All right, so only two games in the National Hockey League tonight. There's going to be a full slate of games tomorrow with the Canadians and the Jets set to go at 8 p.m. Eastern. Scott Billick of the Winnipeg Sun is going to join us tonight on the Sick Podcast, as will Mac andre Perot, who's a regular contributor, regular collaborator, every Wednesday when the Canadians don't play. And when they do play, we try and find time for them some other time. It's the Sick Podcast, of course, brought to you in part by Lacash. If the last time you went to Lacash was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you go back to Lacash. The menu will surprise you. I was at Lacash on Boulevard Covertsu and Saint Laurent yesterday, and I think I'll be going to visit the one in LaSalle. Maybe on maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Uh, by the way, the one in LaSalle 
has pizza and ribs. Not all of them do, but the one in LaSalle does, I guess because, you know what, they're in Tony Marinaro's hometown, so they decided to take it to another level. It's pretty cool. Hey, we're going to take your phone calls at one point tonight as well if you want to weigh in. If you have any questions, we'd be more than happy to take them at one 888 sick That's one 888 7425 Boy, oh, boy, do we have a lot of things to talk to you about. Of course, Uri Slavkowski was... Uh, on the ice for about a minute yesterday with about a minute 20 left in regulation and the game pretty much all but over with Minnesota up by a score of four to one. And um, he was, he was tired. It was the end of his shift. He was trying to get off, but he made, you know, uh, an an error in judgment. He was a little bit naive and thinking that nothing's going to happen to me. It doesn't matter. And, you know, he, he got, he got pushed and um, and he got hurt. And uh, well, you know, luckily there's no further damage, but it looked like uh, it looked like that, you know, he was laboring when he went back. Uh, when he went back to the bench, it looked like he, he was laboring and stuff like that. But uh, you know what? Uh, luckily, he's OK. But Jake Evans tried to go to his defense yesterday. And when he did, he got uh, corrected by Shaw. And then Arbor Jackai went after Marco Rossi, who's the one who actually shoved Slavkowski. Marco Rossi is not a dirty player. And it's not the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. But, of course, when you have an 18-year-old rookie, especially a rookie who's drafted, like, uh, you know, first overall, uh, you want to stand up for him and you want to protect him. And that's probably the best thing that came out of the game last night is that the Canadians showed that whole wolf pack mentality uh, that sometimes team toughness is better than having a couple of individual tough guys, right? Everyone just... If something happens, everyone jumped to the defense of our teammate, and that's what they tried to do. Speaking of defense, Montreal Canadiens head coach Martin Saint-Louis has been on defense when you talk about Evgeny Dadanov, and uh, pretty much everyone within the Canadiens organization has because my buddy Jean-Charles Lajoie said a couple of days ago that uh, Dadanov wasn't very happy with Martin Saint-Louis or his ice time, and he went to Kent Hughes to complain. Well, we got the exact version today, but uh, Jean-Charles Lajoie wasn't completely wrong because Dadanov wasn't happy. Uh, there was something that was done about it, and uh, we're going to find out that. Uh, do we have uh, Marc-André Perrault of uh, TVA? Do we have him? We have him. The guy they call Mapper, there he is. Hey. At his hotel room in Winnipeg, Manitoba. There you uh, go. Thanks for doing this because I know you could have been on the town in Winnipeg instead. <laughs> well, you know what? I could have been asleep because I left St. Paul at 4.30 this morning. Oh, really? So, oh, yeah, it was, uh, well, there, there's no flights anymore from Winnipeg. And it, it's, a, it's a real problem for my colleagues here. Uh, there's no more direct flight Winnipeg to St. Paul. I think there's nothing or there's not a lot to Chicago. So it, it, it really is a big problem. So, the only option if you want to be at the practice at noon was to drive at 4.30. So we, we saw the the sunrise at uh, Fargo, the, the town Fargo. was It was yeah. beautiful. So it, it, we had a moment with my camera guy. So, <laughs> But yeah, it, it's been a long day, but I, Hold on it was a, a pleasure. Run that by me again. You drove yeah. from Minnesota to Winnipeg? St. Paul, Minnesota, yeah, to Winnipeg. It, it's, it, it's, let's say, seven hours. But, uh, yeah. Oh, it's, my God. It's, you know what? It, it's so easy. It's straight, downwind, 
no hills. Yeah. It's a seven hours coming, but it's seven hours. It's not, <laughs> well, it's the, not the first, do not do it if you can't avoid or do it with someone you like. Oh. That's my that's my advice. Hey, I Frank, would do it with you. Frank says on YouTube, your English is getting better every week and you come across amazing. Thank you. you. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's my uh, biggest concern when I talk to you. But thanks. I'll uh, get there. Practice makes perfect. Okay, listen. I want to get to Evgeny Dadanov. Yeah. Let's backtrack a second here if we can. Backtrack a couple of days. Uh, Dadanov is a healthy scratch. Yep. And then um, he does not practice the next practice they have. And yeah. We are told that he was doing a therapy day correct yeah and then members of the media started to comment some Obviously. speculate and our buddy uh one of our best friends jean-charles lajoie yep. of bpm spa radio and tva Sport television he said that when martin saint louis lacked a little bit of patience with members of the media a couple of days ago who asked about Dadanov a couple of times and asked if the game that he missed was therapy-related or injury-related, Martin lost a little bit of patience. Uh, yeah, he lost he, it. You know, Eric Engels of Sportsnet told us that after off-camera, Martin St. Louis uh, basically kind of like apologized and said, guys, I hope we're cool type of thing. Uh, you were there. Did he do that? You saw that? Or? I was. I, I was not there. I you was were not home. There. But okay. I, I. I've been told. I don't think he felt bad because. Let, let's start from the beginning, okay? Because the story starts on Friday, when uh, Dadanov's agent calls. Uh, can't use. And Which, he's if like, I can, pardon me. This is an information yeah. that you divulged today, correct? That's correct. Or last night at the uh, on TV Aspal, the yeah the show with Dave and Elizabeth. But I repeated it this morning at BPM Spal, and I, I just because it, it is so important the timeline. So on Friday, Dadanov's agent calls Kent Hughes. He's like, "Well, you know, it, it's not going well. My client is not very happy with his uh, time on ice with the the fact that he doesn't have minutes on the power play, which is." Perfectly fine. And Kent Hughes, I met him between second and third period last night. And he's like, you know what? I, I really respect that. I would have done the same thing as an agent. So everything is cool. You asked Kent Hughes about it, right? You're divulging this information because you asked Kent Hughes about it. and he We had an 18 minutes info. conversation. So just him and I, we met, we talked. He's a great, he's a great person. And let me just say that I have complete trust and can't use that if he's telling me something it's going to be the truth if he is not well if if it's not the truth he's just not going to tell me right when well, he decided to when when he decides the mo- the to answer most, a question it's the truth the most honorable executives not only in the national hockey league but of all of sport when they establish a good relationship with a member of the media what they'll tell you is um I can't always tell you the truth, but I'll never lie to you. Exactly. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. So then 
En now, français, on dit pas toute vérité est beau à dire, right? You can't what, say all the truth, right? But Sometimes. no, no bull. Correct. You know? No bull so, uh, poop. <laughs> C'est ça. So, Saturday, um, Dadana finds out he's not playing. He's not happy, obviously, which is very normal. You want that, actually. So, after the game, Kent Hughes goes, he goes to Dadanov. Yes. Having a chat. And Dadanov is like, you know what? I'm not happy. I'm going to be honest. But you know what? I understand the decision. I'm not playing well. I can't. I could do better and blah, yeah. blah, blah. So they're, they're cool. So everything is cool. Uh, but, Mapper, is actually- but Mapper, Dadan- Dadanov is probably wondering after his agent calls Kent Hughes on Friday to say that, hey, listen, my client's not happy. He's playing 13 and a half minutes per game. Mm-hmm. He's he does not playing on no the power, power play. play. Yeah. After he scratched a healthy scratch on Saturday, when the decision comes down that he's a healthy scratch on Saturday, he's probably wondering if it was because of that phone call or was it determined that he was a healthy scratch before that call? It it doesn't have any link. Okay, perfect. Is it okay? Okay. So, and Ken Hughes is telling me, you know what, that enough is he's being a real pro, he understands the situation, and blah, blah, blah. So, And what I called the ingredient for a perfect storm, mm-hmm. Dadanov catches a virus. Okay. I got a virus. A lot of people got a virus. I mean, I was swallowing like razor blades every 10 seconds. Okay. So I understand, it, it, you know, there's a virus running around. So that's the ingredient for a perfect storm because you have a veteran guy, five millions, uh, doesn't play, and then. Poof, he disappears. Mm-hmm. The virus thing, you know, you can ask a lot of questions about it, it, which is very normal, and it's our job. So Martin is a coach, a player's coach, former player. He doesn't want to throw that enough under the bus. So he, I, and you know what? I'll be very honest, and I, I, I said that to Kent Hughes. Martin saying we doesn't react correctly. Because the questions are, do you say legitimate? Yes. I mean, the, the second question when he lost it was, yeah. can you confirm it was a healthy scratch on Saturday? And then he loses it. I understand him. I mean, I, I'm not blaming him because, as I told you, he's a player's coach and blah, yeah. blah, blah. But the questions had to be asked. Of course they did. And it w- and nobody... by the way, it upsets me when people say I'm Montreal media, especially the Francophone no, no, media, no. this and all that. It, this was they were legitimate questions. Anyone who was doing of their course. job, those are questions that needed to be asked. Having said all that, St. Louis' reaction will yeah. lead some to believe that he was not in the best of mood because there was maybe a bad reaction on Dadanos' part. And then you hear about this virus. And now you're starting that. to wonder if there really was a virus. Continue. Well, the, the, I think the problem was that we were uh, the, the we didn't use the word virus. We used the word treatment day. What is a treatment day? From my experience, nine years, I'm sure you have the same thinking than me. Treatment is when you have bruises, when you play the back to back, and you need a massage or something. A virus is a virus. So now you start all this. I, I call that the dead enough gate. <laughs> I don't know. If, 
Yeah, if that's it, okay. It, 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 let's talk. Let's talk about the Dead of Gate. So it started, and then uh, a lot of different versions. A lot of you know, any like anything goes. Yeah. So Kent Hughes told me the truth, and that's what happened. And I've been told that Dadanov has been a pro. He did not come out to do the baboon. He didn't like. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't pouting. Yeah, he was not moody, and he and today he was okay. He was at the game last night. Flew with the team. Practiced today. What's gonna happen? We don't know because Edmondson like probably is going to be back. So you need to make a decision because you have 15 forwards and that's too much. That's too much money on the salary cap. Maybe that enough will be on the waivers. We don't know, but it, it will not going to be because of his reaction after Saturday's healthy scratch. Well, so before even any of this happened, I mean, the Canadians are trying to trade a veteran on the team. The entire league knows that. Yeah. It's just that they haven't been able to find the taker yet. I mean, if they could find the taker for Dadanov or Hoffman or Drouin, with all due respect to these three players, because they're trying to shave some money off of the cap uh-huh. uh, and because they have a surplus of three extra forwards right now, this is what they want to do. But it's not happening. They're not well, finding any takers right now. And I don't think it's going to happen. But Kent Hughes was very honest. He's like, yeah, if I can trade Dadanov, and I mean, from my understanding, the two others' name are in the mix as well. If I can train, trade them and help them, you know, having a new start, I will do it. But right now, it's not happening. So we'll see in the next hours. But that being said, Marty Saint Louis, no, nobody looked good when Marty lost it. Uh, I mean, it, it doesn't help no one. It was uncomfortable, too. It was uncomfortable watching. It was. And you know what? Martin Saint-Louis is not like that since he arrived in Montreal. Have you seen his presser today in French? He was all smiles. He was smiling. He was giving it to me. We were smiling, having fun. And yeah. anyone but, but who... But if I can, it's also important that he reacted that way because... He's got to try and erase what happened a couple of days ago. But be, I, listen, I agree with you. It, he probably is just a guy who's often in good moods, but he, he just probably, you know, was not his day the other day. I think anyone, if you, whatever you understand or not French, you should see, I think that TV Aspal put the link on Twitter. Take a look at that. And Martin Saint-Louis. TV Aspal, fantastic television station. Fantastic. I, you know what? Thank you. I, I think yeah. I think we're doing some pretty good things. There's a lot of good. What I what I like most about them is their ability to identify talent <laughs> and scoop up the talent. Look at the guy who's pumping his tires. I, I didn't say nothing. Well, I'm saying I, I just said I. You know <laughs> what I like about them is their ability to identify talent. No, the sports fans in Quebec are very lucky, both in French and English. Yes, I mean, it, there's some very good good stuff. But yeah, take a, a look at luck that. Here, and, a lot of luck here in French, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> take a look at that. You, 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 it, it was fun. It was. It was. Yeah. It was fun. And if I can add to that, yes, c'est à l'image de de de, de l'équipe. I mean, it's the same mood. Yeah. Uh, from the portraying the, the same image of the team, correct? It's a team that is young. It's dynamic. They're they're loosey goosey. They're having fun. 
And yeah. today's press conference was that. And you know what? Um, even though Kent Hughes hasn't been on the podcast yet, um, he's like that too. Uh, he's all he business when it's business, but he's able to crack a joke. He's able to have a good time. And I have to tell you something. You said something before uh, about Kent Hughes. Kent Hughes is an exquisite person. He's la grande classe. Là. Yes. Kent Hughes and- is big time class. And this conversation he had with Dadanov and going to see Dadanov before this thing got any bigger. You know, people talk around the league. Players talk around the league. They let, they have other friends that play on other teams, this, that, whatever, all that stuff. There's one thing the players won't be able to say. Maybe it won't work out. Maybe Montreal won't work out for everybody. It's hard for it to work out for everybody, any city, any team. But they're not going to be able to say anything bad about Kent Hughes. And they're not going to be able to say And they're not going to be able to say anything bad about Jeff Gordon either. There's, the Canadians uh, exactly. are in good hands. They're in good hands, the, the Canadians. From a player, um, from a managing people perspective and a communication perspective, very strong what they have going And, Tony, I would add Martin Saint-Louis in the mix because it's, it's a, and, you know, I, I'm not friends with them. I, I only work with them. I respect them. And, but, it's a treat to work with these people. And we were talking about Lucy Goosey and having fun. You should have seen the practice today. I mean, Slavkovsky was oh, yeah? all smiling. He was playing like flipping pucks with Jack Eye. He was all, he kicked the puck, almost got Jack Eye on the head. It's on my Twitter if people want to, yeah, yeah. to, to take a look at that. Yeah, that's and, not good. You have no, no. It was it was just fun. And you have Agnello and Sammy and Master Control. Sorry, Mapper. Agnello and Sammy and Master yeah. Control. Go to Mark Andre Perot's Twitter and get that for us. And when you do, let us know, and we're going to put it on. All right. I I have two videos, and I put clickbait just to make sure that oh yeah people would would so that that's the second video, the second okay. clickbait. Yeah. The first one is Pezzetta and Jacki pretending that they're going at it, and. There are they are having fun and when the young guys are like that, yeah. What do you think it does to the veteran? They're seeing that and they're like, Oh man, we're having fun. We're gonna yeah. have fun. It makes But, them feel young again. And if I was Pizzetta, exactly. I would fake fight Jack I too. I wouldn't oh. fight him for real. It's <laughs> no, a no. sick podcast and is brought to you in part by Energy Transportation Group. If you ship commercial freight and want to impress your boss with how much money you can save get in touch with the logistics professionals at energy transportation group email them at sick at shipenergy.com or visit their website at shipenergy.com continue mapper you were saying i i was just saying the 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 most important thing because i talked about the mood yeah to martin saint louis which it, it gave us another moment that finished with a blink uh it's important but have you seen this team Uh, abandonné. Quit. No, not Quit. yet. We haven't seen that. No. And we've seen that so many times in the last years. It did not happen this year. Yeah. So they are having fun. They They're... didn't show up in the second yesterday. They were all played, but they didn't quit. For example, I mentioned on the podcast a couple of days ago, that game that they won in St. Louis on Saturday night, before Marty St. Louis, they would not have won that game last year. 
Maybe the I mean, way Marty St. Louis, right? There was they, they didn't quit. They were down a couple of goals, and you saw the way they, they did battled not. back. But yeah. did they quit in Minnesota? No, they did no. not. No, they didn't. They, they did not. They had a poor second period. That's a yes. fact. Yes. But they did not quit, which is, for me, it's the most important thing. And they're going to lose a ton of games. Uh, until the end of the year. That, that I mean, I would be well, surprised. I, you know, I hate to say this, but I hope so. I mean, <laughs> I, I know, know that 10 <laughs> games doesn't make a season. I know it doesn't because there are teams that got off to a great start and then ended up collapsing. There are teams that got off to a terrible start and they ended up finishing very strong. But, you know, if the Canadians are going to rebuild, I don't like this record of 5-5. Five and five, and You're I, in your spa, your trivia spa, dreaming yeah. about those... Uh, Bedar and Fantilli guys. Yes. I mean, I mean, I'm sure yes. you wake up at night to hockey DB these guys. Well, I mean, not, I I not, know you. Not to that point. I mean, I wake up uh, at night if my wife taps me on the shoulder, but <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not the hockey DB. No, no, not the hockey DB. <laughs> you like that one? All right. The beauty of some of the things that you can say and do on a podcast, we're keeping it clean. No, it's the sick podcast and is brought to you in part by 8.6 beer, intense by nature, the beer for those who follow their instinct and live their passions in order to make their mark. It's a pleasure to talk to Mac Andre Perot of Tivia Spar, who is. Uh, at his hotel room in Winnipeg. The Canadians visit the Jets tomorrow night. Uh, Agnello, do we have uh, the video? Mapper, do we have it at all? Can we get Agnello on here? Yeah, we'll have it in a, oh. few, we're, we're having it in a few seconds. We're pulling it up. Uh, okay, thank okay. you very much. You just give me the thumbs up, okay? Right. Hey, how are you, by the way? We're doing good, man. Hey, I like that, that white polo sick top. That's a nice one. It's very white. For I, you, don't, for you, I don't... Bucks. I don't have anything white in my uh, in my closet, by the way. They're all black tops, or for you, twenty bucks for Mapper free. Oh, by the way, look at this nice one. I gotta go get it. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Talk to Mapper. I gotta go get some. Mapper, he never makes me talk. You notice that, right? They they all say that black makes you look thinner, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's why we got, that's why we got them all black. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that. Red doesn't work though. Hey, this is a nice color, right? What is it? It's a I'm Marinero, but this is a nice color. Oh, I should have one. Yeah. It's a, oh, by the way, you know, what? you know somebody. Do I? Who wore a T-shirt saying I'm a Tony yes. Marinero guy, right? Yeah, a Tony Marinero girl. Back in the days. Yeah. Yeah. Former Is girlfriend. It? She was in love with you, which was a problem at some point. But uh... uh, So hold on a second. No, Agnello, come back. This is, this is the best part. <laughs> You're leaving. Agnello, where are you going? Come back. So a former, a former girlfriend of yours yeah. was such yeah. a huge fan of mine that which she I don't had understand. a shirt printed up <laughs> saying, I am a Tony Marinero guy yeah. or tony marinero I, girl and she wore the shirt yeah yeah and that, and i didn't and like were, it and you were dating her yeah yeah it's it's <laughs> weird it's weird <laughs> oh my it's weird, god but uh what, what did you so did you, great like, great person great yeah, person. i i i'm sure she is it looks like she's got fantastic taste well she but, didn't know that's yeah <laughs> not always but yeah great so, so so let me ask you this so you're dating and let's just say you're going you're going to the to the cinema to watch a movie. 
Yeah. She, I, I would it's make, possible that to, she would wear that shirt? No, that not not with me. It, no, it was uh, a case of, you know, can you please? So she like, wore. Can the you shirt. take a break? So she wore this shirt if she was home alone casually, but if you guys ever went out or went out on a date or whatever, she would not wear the shirt. There you go. Not not that I'm the type of of guy who is telling his girlfriend how to dress. No, no, but no. There's a limit. You know, you're a jealous guy. It's 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 very very clear. You're... <laughs> Jealousy is an ugly feeling. No, it's an ugly feeling. So you should take notes <laughs> with, with Josh Al. <laughs> oh my okay, god! We got the video. We're gonna put it up. Okay. This is this is a fantastic story. All right. So leave and put up the video. What a fantastic story this is. No, it is not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he almost caught him in the head. Luckily, almost. he was wearing a helmet though. But they they were having fun for seriously like six minutes, which is a century in the hockey practice they were just having fun and you look any practice cold caulfield is celebrating each goal like it was like the seventh game of the stanley cup they are yeah. having fun it's it's great to watch it's great to watch let's let's hear from your Slavkowski because members of the media wanted to speak to him today to get his thoughts on getting hit from behind by marco rossi yeah. yesterday let's hear from him yeah so do you feel Safer with uh, Jake Evans on uh, on the ice or Jack Guy <laughs> when you need to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't like. I think it doesn't matter who is there. <clears throat> like everyone wants to revenge or how to say. So yeah, I feel safe with the boys. <laughs> the <ice. clears throat> Sorry. Are you going to be aware next time? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I would say it was after two minutes. I just was thinking to about dump the puck, and I didn't really see him coming. But that stuff happens, and just have to learn from that. Is it typical from the team that every guy stands for each other? It seems like it's the same thing since the beginning of the year. Uh, I would say it's typical for like good team or like good good group of people that no matter who get or I wouldn't say hurt, but no matter what happens. There is always guy behind your back, and I think that's that's the most important thing, and that what makes actually good team even better team. So you feel that you are in a good group of people? Oh, I I feel yeah. This is this is a really good group of people, and yeah, I like to be one of them. How can you describe the uh, the importance of what the coaches bring you day in and day out, and the feedback they've been giving you so far? Yeah, it's it's pretty important, I would say, because yeah, if you don't have feedback, you can't really get better. But it's it's good, like what they say, all the meetings. It it actually like makes sense, and we can see that. And if we use that, we can see that it works. So I'm I'm really happy how it works so far. I'm not sure how much attention you guys paid to the expectations of your team, but you know, five and five after the first ten games, some people wouldn't have had you guys there. Are you guys happy with that start or? Do you, do you expect more of yourselves? Yeah, of, of course we are happy, but why not win more if if we can and we we see that we can like play with the mm, maybe better teams on like paper and like yeah, I would say we can we can play against everyone and we can take points from everyone. So why not? All right, there you have it. A lot of people are He's commenting great. on uh, YouTube that they like listening to Slavkovsky. 
he's um he's obviously young but he's so because he is he's genuine he's a, he's a he's breath re- of fresh refreshing. air refreshing yes and was it you that asked the question do you think this is a good group because you guys were standing up for each other and stuff yeah. like that it yeah. sounded like your voice yeah okay yeah and the the, the evans or jack i uh, yeah with who i mean who's who's got the heavyweight heavyweight belt yeah but uh yeah i think it, it's jack i obviously but it, yeah. he's a great kid and last night it was a welcome to the nhl moment for him he yeah. he he learned a lot but I, I i was watching him and he is one of the reason why veterans like Dadanov, you, you said Hoffman, Drouin is healthy scratch sometimes. He is one of the reasons why these guys are healthy scratch. Of course. Because the young players are better than expected. Nobody expected Jack Eye to be that good. Nobody expected. I didn't expect Gouli to be that good. Let I me take expect... it a step further. The young players are better than a lot of the older players, period. Of course. Of course. And Slavkovsky is better than I thought. I, I thought he would start the season in Montreal and then go to Laval, get some good minutes. But you know what? He's doing the same exact thing as Suzuki did three or four years ago, which is starting on the fourth line, uh, having some, you know, 10, 11 minutes, and then slowly but surely having um, power play time. And then soon he's going to be on third and you know what the first thing we know is going to be on the second or even yeah. the first line even, so Mapper, even if they wouldn't be better than some of those older players they have more compete and they play harder and the culture that marty st louis is trying to instill that's what he wants he doesn't you know he's not going to keep players in the lineup if they don't have a high compete level that's just the way it is hey by the way in regards to my uh my pink shirt here i'm marinero Huh? with the muscle and everything. Uh, you can shop all your sports licensed <laughs> lifestyle apparel, including hoodies, caps, T-shirts of your favorite teams from all major leagues, as well as our sick merch at sportbuffshop.com. Use code SICK10 for 10% off on all of their items. Okay, I won't keep you much longer, but there's one more thing I want to tackle. By the way, Samuel Montembeau will get the start in goal tomorrow. Joel yeah. Edmondson is probable. Uh, most members of the media seem to think that we're going to see him tomorrow night. Josh Anderson had zero shots in that game last night. And Marty St. Louis was asked about Anderson. And we know that he's going to protect his players. But he was saying something like he's okay with Josh Anderson's play. And you know what? I'm not. He's better than that. Well, he is. I mean, how could I say that? He is the perfect prototype. Yes of player of a hockey player i mean he's got all the tools he's got the size he's got the grit he's got the speed he's got a good shot but i don't know too often i just don't he doesn't always put it together yeah and i i i i mean he's got he's got five points in 10 games which is pretty okay but i'm sure i i'm sure he he's the first to know he can be better and for me, it's a, it's a compliment to say that he can be better because I really think he could be a heck of a hockey player. He's got everything. That being said, he's the one who's going to make the decision, right? So we'll see with Josh Anderson. Uh, Marty St. Louis says he's okay with him. 
doesn't yeah. have to be a hockey genius to know that he's expecting a little bit more from Josh Anderson. So mm -hmm. we'll see in the next few days. And uh, you, you talked about Joel Edmondson. I mean, it was funny because, again, Martin was on a good mood. And I'm like, Martin, I don't want to break the mood. So if I ask you a question about Edmondson, will it break anything? And then he's smiling. And then he, he gave us the information that he's – Uh, a, a real possibility for tomorrow. So let's wow. let's cross our finger because I mean, uh, whatever the, the defense the defense squad was very good, but Jordan Minson is going to be a plus, obviously. All right, and Dadunov was back at practice, which was an option. He was, uh, yeah, and he was uh, he was having uh, like uh, sometimes, but uh, yeah, he's he's he was there. out of breath. He was out of out breath. of breath. Out of breath, like you and I. You think sometimes. there's a you think there's a cardio issue? No, no. I mean, well, the guy just got a virus, so I mean, it, it, no, no. It, I, I'm just saying it. I mean, it would be normal yeah, not skating you. from the last. You know, not yeah, not saying that he's out of shape. No, no, he's he's okay. Yeah. Hey, we're gonna find out about the Winnipeg Jets now, the Montreal Canadiens' next opponent. So I will bid you good night, merci beaucoup. And uh, you are very appreciated on this podcast. I can tell you that right now, based on some of the comments coming in. Um, Mappertz, Pasqua, the doc, je trouve qu'il joue bien. Okay. Uh, Marty let his young talent play free and allows them to make mistakes. It's coming in from Mark Fidanza. Uh, Tony, send one T-shirt to Mapper's current girlfriend. This is coming in from Stefan Godreau. Uh, Bobby says, please take Weidman out of the lineup. The dude is brutal to watch. Bobby doesn't hold back, by the way. When he doesn't like a player, Uh, it's not hard to figure it out. He'll let you know. Uh, Mark Fidanza says Eddie will play in front of his family tomorrow. Ryan Katz says maybe Edmondson has a chat with Mark Shifley. Uh, speaking of which, um, the Winnipeg Jets, uh, they have some players who are not at 100%. To talk to us about it is going to be Scott Billick from the Winnipeg Sun. Good evening, my friend. How are you? Hey, how are you guys doing? Is this sacrilege to wear this hat on your show? You could no. It's this yeah, is okay. uh, you know we we talk Canadians okay. hockey here, but uh, yeah. we don't have a problem with a Boston Red Sox cap. Right. We don't have a problem good. with that. Right. It would it would good. probably sting a little bit more if it was Washington, who of course when the Expos yeah, yeah, left no. relocated to Washington, that would probably sting a little bit more. But some would probably even like that too because Washington <laughs> is the new favorite team for a lot of Montrealers who used to love the Expos. Hey. Um, We just talked about the the health or or, or lack thereof of uh, the Winnipeg Jets. What's going on from a health perspective? Because it seems like there's five or six players who are not at 100%. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, Nikolai Ehlers and Logan Stanley both on IR with, uh, you know, their respective injuries. So that that's, well, at least in Nikolai Ehlers' case, that's a big loss for the Jets. But they've been dealing that with them since game two of the season. Yeah. Uh, so that's something they've been dealing with right now. Mason Appleton, top line guy who has replaced Nikolai Ehlers, um, has uh, some sort of illness. So I'm not, not entirely sure what it is or if he's going to be able to play tomorrow. But Morgan Barron won't play tomorrow. He's got an upper body injury. They're not entirely sure exactly how they want to kind of go about that injury, how to, how to kind of deal with it. Uh, he had been playing through it. It's been kind of a lingering thing. Um, so they're not sure kind of if they need to sit him for too long or if they, what they want to do with that. So, and then Pierre-Luc Dubois, who, uh, probably gets the, uh, the chat going here. Uh, he, he didn't practice today. Uh, Blake Wheeler didn't practice. Um, they were, and Josh Morrissey, and they were labeled as, uh, as maintenance day. Josh Morrissey, I can definitely see that he got banged up pretty good in Vegas, um, in, in the, in the 2-1 loss in overtime on Sunday. But, uh, I expect Wheeler and, and, and Dubois to play. 
Um, uh, the Ed Morrissey could be a bit of a question mark, and Appleton's a question mark um, as well, just because you know they don't want him in the locker room if he's still sick. Um, and then, uh, yeah, from there, obviously losing Morgan Barron kind of mm-hmm. throws a bit of a wrench into their in, into their third line, which uh, they made an emergency recall today for for a guy named Jansen Harkins, who who can kind of fill in that role, but he, he's not the same level as uh, Morgan Barron, obviously. So Rick Bonus was out due to COVID. Is he going to be behind the Winnipeg Jets bench tomorrow night? Yeah, he will be. So he's yeah yeah. So he, what a year for Rick Bonus gets COVID right before. Uh, on the afternoon of Winnipeg's home opener, um, it's almost three weeks ago now, misses that game, their first road trip, comes back, coaches behind the bench for for the Toronto Maple Leafs on Hockey Night in Canada. Um, and then he's out again uh, after that, nearly fell over at the uh, at the, at the uh, podium here in, in Winnipeg on, on the day that he came back. Um, so he had a bit of a struggle. Wasn't on the last road trip with the Jets. Um, and returned uh, this week onto the practice life. So it's been a, yeah, it's been it's been a wild year for Rick Bonus. Hasn't really coached the team a whole lot uh, during the regular season, of course. Uh, this, these are his first couple of practices that he's done mm-hmm. too now because uh, he kind of just got back. But he he's better now. He doesn't look he doesn't look very ill like he did when he tried to come back the first time. Um, this time he's back, and uh, yeah, he'll be back behind the bench tomorrow night. How good or not is the depth on this Jets team? Because we know that on the top two lines, Shifley with Wheeler on his right, Perfetti on his left. You got Pierre-Luc Dubois, who's got Kyle Connor on his left. He's got Mason Appleton on his right. If Nick the Ehlers is in the lineup, like you said, he's in for Mason Hamilton. Uh, that's a big top six. So now I got to ask you yeah. about, you know, the bottom six. Appleton would probably be down. Uh, you got Lowry, you got Gagne. Um How's the bottom six on this team? Yeah, it's been good. You know, for the first time in a long time in the city, you can actually say that you you would actually like the bottom six of this team. Uh, you have a fourth line that actually plays, um, which is, you know, something that a lot of coaches will tell you, you need four lines in this league to win. Um, you know, the Jets haven't really had that in the last few years. Um, and now they have Sam, well, the, Sam Gagne was playing on it, I mean, with the injuries, but ideally they would have, um, uh, a guy named Saku Manalainen, who is a, uh, a, a big Finnish kid. Um, they have David Gustafson, who's somebody they drafted um, a couple years ago in the second round. And they also have, well, they've had Sam Gagne on that line as well. Um, and that's been a bit of a, a boon for them. Sam Gagne's got three year, or three goals on the year for them, including one game game winner. Um, and and that, that's the kind of line, they've leaned on that line quite a mm-hmm. bit, especially with a couple back-to-backs. Um, early on in the season, they, they, they've had uh, they've had that going, so that's been good. And the third line with Adam Lowry, so they you know they had to, obviously Andrew Cops gone from this town. Um, they've lost a few guys, but Mason Appleton's been back after uh, they they claimed or they traded for him last year in, in Seattle. So so that's been good. And then Morgan Barron, who they got in the in the Andrew Cop trade with the Rangers uh, last year, um, it, they they already had him pegged in third line even before camp started, and he started off the camp injured. Um, but Morgan Barron has been very good for this Jets team. And so, you know, what I'm trying to say is, like, they, they, they've, they've done a really good job this year of, of building a bottom six that they can actually depend on, that you can mm-hmm. actually go out and send those lines out. Um, they've played that fourth line late, late in the third period um, at times. I, they, they trust that line here to, to, do, to do the job of shutting down other teams. And, and they've also trusted it to find some offense when the Jets mm-hmm. can't. They were the best line against the Vegas Golden Knights. The Jets got wildly outplayed by the Vegas Golden Knights. 
Um, you never want to say your fourth line is your best line. Um, but they have shown at least that they can hang with some of the big top lines in the league. Um, and, and that's not something you've really ever been able to see in Winnipeg. Uh, it's been a long time since the Jets have had, you know, probably since the days of Matthew Perot and, and him dropping down to those lines and that sort of thing. Uh, but it's been a while. And, and this is now a team that actually does have some depth outside of those two big lines up front. The first unit on the power play, uh, they use for the most part four forwards on the defenseman, right? With the with Josh Morrissey yeah. being that lone defenseman? Yeah, yeah. And so they've been doing that. Uh, sometimes they'll cycle Neil Pionk in there, but they like to keep him with Nate Schmidt on, on the second power play unit. So, yeah, you know, the problem with that too is, you know, th- yeah. this power play was really good uh, when Nikolai Ethers was, was healthy. Yeah, and it hasn't been so good since Nikolai Ethers has been out. And part of that is they reverted to last year's kind of power play with Blake Wheeler, and you know, no fault of Blake Wheeler, just father time catches up to you. But it's a very yeah. stagnant power play with Blake Wheeler. It doesn't move. There's not a lot of motion. Um, so they haven't really gotten a lot of good looks. Haven't got a lot of good chances um, lately. Um, yeah. With Nikolai Ehlers, they were they were moving. That was a very you know, I, I think Colorado Avalanche or Tampa Bay Lightning, like that type of motion, um, uh, you know, between the seams up the blue line. There was a lot. It was quick. It was fluid. It it, it moved really well. With either's out, it struggled. And then that's been yeah. part of the problem on the power plays. They haven't been able to get a lot of goals. The other thing, too, is, you know, well, either's a guy who scored, either's a guy who scored 11 more goals than Blake Wheeler last year, right? And like you right. said, Blake Wheeler now is getting up there. I mean, he's 36 years old. Yep. Uh and uh and obviously Ehlers is is pretty much in the prime of his career. But unfortunately yep. for him, he's uh there's been a couple of seasons now. Um you know, last three seasons, I believe, or four seasons where he's ran into some injury trouble. Yeah, and that that's his I think the last time he played eighty plus games was twenty I want to say twenty seventeen, eighteen. You you um, would be the correct. last time. Yes. Yeah. So that's correct, a, yeah. Last time he did that, and every, I think last year he missed 20, the year before that. I mean, they were shortened seasons for the last two. So, But he, he's definitely missed a good chunk of time in the last, as you said, in the last three or four years. And and that's been a problem. And, and I think it's also like, so this is the first year that they put Nikolai Ehlers on the top line and the top power play. Um, you know, that's a big thing that the, the, the coaching change here did yeah. in the offseason was really put their trust in Ehlers. Um, you know, Rick Bonus has raved about his playmaking abilities, his speed, all that kind of stuff. Um, but now he's out. I mean, it, he was showing that. I mean, that line was good. The top line of Connor, Shifley, and Ehlers is a you know a pretty formidable line in the NHL. Um, but you know, without Ehlers, they, they they miss a little bit of that that playmaking ability, that zone entry ability. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing on the power play. I mean, they were playing Shifley, Connor, and Ehlers on the power play as well, and that was another part. You know. Thing that was helping that line that they were creating chemistry five on five and five on four um now it's you know it's back to blake wheeler on the power play and it, it's just it, it it runs differently and they haven't really figured out a way to to change it up i mean i, I honestly i think they should just put cole perfetti on on the power play and take blake wheeler off of it because at least it offers something different a different look and a guy who is a little bit more creative i mean blake is still world-class passer um, but he kind of just sits in one spot for a lot of the time and it just doesn't, it's not enough. It's not enough to get this power play going and you can see it just based on the numbers recently. Uh, I got to tell you something. I think David Riddich is a better goaltender than what we've seen thus far at the 
National Hockey League level. He and Hellebuck could be quite a duel. I could be wrong on my scouting report on Riddich, by the way, but I think he's better than what we've seen. Yeah, it, you know, it's interesting. He's been put in a couple back-to-backs, so, you know, you're not getting the best effort out of the guys in front of him, um, you know, just based on fatigue and that sort of thing. I thought he's been all right. I mean, he hasn't been he hasn't been 2019, 20, the first half of the year where he was an NHL All-Star. He's probably been a little more close to, well, he hasn't been as bad as he was in the back half of that season either. But he, he just kind of exists. I think this team kind of, it, it, it misses Eric Comrie a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you guys might know a little bit more, you know, just what he's doing in, in Buffalo there, Eric, um, the way that he's been playing. Riddick's been all right. It's serviceable. I mean, you know, it, it, he's only had to play twice here to start the year. Um, and then Connor Hellbuck, based on the Jets month, this month is going to play probably all of the games just because they're so spread out. Um, there is a back-to-back in the middle of the month, uh, Calgary and, and Seattle. So Riddick will probably get mm-hmm. one of those games. Um, they could be good. I just don't know if they're, you know, they're winning the Jesna or the Chesna. The Jennings good. I'm trying to mm-hmm. do both there. But I mean, the way that Connor Hellbuck's played to start the year, I mean, here you go again. I mean, this is, you know, there's a reason why people around here call him Vesna Buck, and uh, he's been very good um, to start the year. And so it, this is the thing. I mean, are the Jets going to be able to ride his wave as they did in the 1920 season and he drags him to the playoffs like he did? Or are they going to figure out how to play better in front of him so that he doesn't see 50 shots a night um, like he did essentially in Vegas? I think it was 47 or 48 by the end of the night there. Um, you know, they, they, they need, they need, and you guys would know in Montreal, I mean, a good goalie is a good goalie, but you do need a good backup at times too. I mean, there's only so much that Carey Price could do at times. Um, yeah. you know, you don't want to play the guy 70 games a year because it just tires him out for the playoffs if you get there. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just not sold on Dave Riddick yet. Um, you know, I, I get what you're saying. I'm just not entirely sure that that's. Um, I, I wasn't sold on it when they got him. I think they should have made a better effort of resending Eric Comrie. But again, you know, David Riddick, um, you know, he can surprise, and I think he's motivated still. I think he still wants to to be that one B, uh, maybe even a starter in the NHL. Um, how realistic that is, I, I, I'm not entirely sure. But um, you know, at the same time, I think there's still the motivation there for Riddick. It's just. Um, he might be getting the short end of the stick sometimes in terms of, of 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 the starts that he's gotten so far, but I think you want to just at the end of the day you want to see him make a couple more saves. In conversation with, <clears throat> actually, I've been told I don't have to do this. I used to do this for twenty years on radio, but seeing as everyone knows that you're actually on Scott, I don't have yeah. to actually reset and tell everyone who you are. Okay, so right. everyone okay. knows who he is. He's Scott Billick. There, I just did it again. There you uh, go. Talk to me about Connor Hellebuck. If I mentioned best goaltender in the National Hockey League, where do you have Connor Hellebuck? Oh, he's up there, right? I mean, you know, you, you got to look at your Shesterkins, and he hasn't had the best start of the year, uh, Igor there. But, um, you know, the Vasilevskis. Yeah, it, the two different types of goalies, Vasilevsky and Connor Hellebuck. Uh, Vasilevsky is obviously a very uh, exciting goalie to watch and being very good. Connor Hellebuck can be... Uh, a bit they call him big and boring right um but he gets the job done um you know but you know at the end of the day uh, you know if you look at you know you can look at his save percentage now or you can look at his goals saved above average and all that kind of stuff all the analytics Connor Hellbuck is back to being the dialed in goaltender um that a lot of people uh you know had, had become accustomed to watching him play uh, you know the thing with him over the last couple of years is 
I mean, in 1920, before the COVID, he dragged them into that playoffs. Um, it, the year after that, he was, you know, essentially the guy who drug them right into that series against Montreal. And, and then at that point, you know, the Jets just couldn't overcome the, the physicality. Um, but it wasn't due to goaltending in, in that. Um, and then last year, I mean, the, he was just, he was on an island. Connor Hellebuck has, has often been on an island here in Winnipeg. Um, one of the things that they, they've really mismanaged, in my opinion, at times is, you know, putting a, a world-class kind of defense in front of him and, and getting it going. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the one thing about Connor Hellebuck is the guy's extremely driven extremely motivated i mean one of the things coming into this year i think not making the playoffs last year actually probably helped connor hellebuck in the long run he actually got to take some time off rest you know mm-hmm. obviously everybody knows how, how how crappy the the last couple of years have been in terms of just how compact it's been the schedule yeah. all that kind of stuff um but i, I think that helped connor hellebuck just take some time to reset a little bit and he talked about that a little bit himself yeah. um and 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 he's back i mean here's a guy that's Got a 930 save percentage right now. I mean, that, what else could you ask for from the guy? I mean, he's he's been that good. Um, the problem is they just need to not need him to be that good every night. Yeah. You got to get this guy some rest, and he doesn't need to be shelled um, every single night he's on the ice. Yeah, for me, one of the top three goalies in the National Hockey League, sure. along with Vasilevsky and Shosturkin, but obviously everyone's going to have their, their personal taste. This whole thing yeah. between Shifley and... And Jake Evans, which obviously <laughs> happened a couple of years ago. You guys in the are playoffs. still talking about that? <laughs> uh, well, I'm wondering if you guys are talking about Do you think it's over, this whole Shifley-Evans oh. thing? Or do you think actually tomorrow somebody might uh, go whisper something to Mark Shifley? I mean, why didn't it happen last year, I guess, is kind of maybe, you know, like you know, where was it last year too? Like, uh, maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, I understand these things can kind of – carry on and, 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 and grudges can be held and stuff. I know for Mark Shifley, I mean, I, he would rather forget it. I, yeah, to, Mark Shifley, I mean, I, I, you know, and there'll be fans and, and people listening. Of course he'd that, rather that, forget it. It's one of the reasons why they got swept in the series. Right. Exactly. But, because but he more than that, ahead of the team. Right. And, but I, I, again, I think a lot of people would probably agree too that Mark Shifley is not that type of player either. I mean, if you look, he's got a pretty pristine kind of, um, track record otherwise, um, you know, it, it was, it was, it was a very bad decision he made. Um, and, and it won that, you know, it, it, we were, so this came up and, you know, I'm just going to go on a little bit here if I have some time, but so when yes, Mark, all the time in the world, go ahead. You know, so when Mark Shifley, uh, in Vegas, he's up against Jack Eichel, Jack Eichel ends up scoring the game winner. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that got talked about around here was, you know, why didn't Mark Shifley just essentially, you know, take out, you know, not Bobby Clark, um, Jake, uh, Jack Eichel's ankles, but, you know, something along the lines of just trip him or or whatever to stop him. There's like three or four seconds left in overtime. Uh, by the time, I mean, you take a penalty, what does it really matter at that point? Mm-hmm. You probably make it to the shootout. Some people question, well, you know, does the Jake Evans hit still kind of um, linger in his mind? Does he not want to just, is he scared of doing something like that again where, that doesn't even have to be like just full blown charging a guy from the blue line, but you know anything, right? Anything that would potentially injure a guy. I I I, I don't really see it that way. Like I, I don't think that Mark Shifley is really he's not thinking about it anymore. I, I don't know. I, I mean, you can tell me if your guys are there 
are still thinking about it's, it. It's I, I don't not think something it's that's being discussed in Montreal. Yeah, what we do so, know is the Canadians swept the Winnipeg Jets a couple of years when ago. I think and, that's the answer, right? I mean, yeah. that was the answer to that. It, and, you know, I think in the first game that they played, and I can't even remember if anybody really ever went after Mark. Um, so it was one of those things where, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, it doesn't seem like um maybe maybe it is i mean i just don't know if some of the guys there that would still uh, do something about are still interested in you know paying mark back for that again like i said i think you know sweeping the jets out of the playoffs because mark shifley was in the lineup was probably the worst thing that you could do to a hockey nerd like mark shifley and so i mean at the end of the day somebody's going to do something they'll do something but i i I don't think it's a big deal here anymore what do you expect to see tomorrow night between the canadians and the jets Oh, well, I mean, you know, I, uh, I think it'll be a good game because, you know, here's the thing. I think the Jets are going to be motivated to come out for Rick Bonus' second game of the year, which is interesting to say. But to come out and play the way he – Rick Bonus was not happy with how the Jets played. They took five or six points on this road trip, mm-hmm. and, and Rick Bonus basically tore a strip off of them with the way that they played. And if oh, you yeah. watch the games, especially in L.A. And, 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 and obviously in Vegas, I mean, the Jets didn't deserve to win either of those games mm-hmm. um, and could have probably came away from this trip with one point, you know, really um, if, if a couple bounces went a different way. So I, I think that's one of the things that, you know, I'm interested to see like the jets could turn back into the team that, that, that just crushed the St. Louis blues a week ago uh, last Monday. Um, that's not good news for the Montreal Canadians um, if that's the case, but it's also a team that could come out, and get absolutely shelled by the Canadians and lose, you know, 5-1. And, and that's the problem with the Jets right now. They're kind of stuck between two different systems. The old Paul Maurice system, where it's oh, just really? kind of whatever. Yeah, a little bit of that. And then they're trying to figure out this Rick Bonus Dallas Stars system. Um, you know, that you know that kind of, you know, defensive-minded, you know, really defensive-minded kind of system where everything starts from, you know, the inside your own blue line. Um, that's not something the Jets, but here's the thing, like when the Jets were down on the road trip, they reverted really a lot to that old type of way of thinking. And it was just like, okay, well, let's try and get our stars to like outscore our problems tonight. Um, and that, that didn't, that didn't obviously happen, at least in Vegas, it didn't happen. Um, so, you know, I'm expecting a Jets team to be a little more within their structure. Um, and one that's motivated to kind of stay in there. Um, but you know, anything can happen. I you're going to get Hellbuck tomorrow night. Um, so that, that, that's not a good sign either. Um, but you know, again, this is, I, I don't know. The Canadians do well against Hellebuck. The Canadians do well against Hellebuck. Yeah, that's true. Hellebuck's a different animal this year, but yes, uh, it, it could, it could go either way. And that's the thing with the Jets right now. Um, that's where they're at. I mean, this is a team that either could lose five, one, or they could win five, one. And, you know, it'll be one because they either stick with their structure or one because they get away with it and, you know, mistakes just start to compound themselves and everything snowballs downhill um, okay. and the Jets kind of pick up a lot. So, so if they're a team that will either win 5-1 or lose 5-1, I know that tomorrow with an over-under of six and a half, I should go under. So thank you for the tip. I appreciate <laughs> it. I'm not a betting man, but I'll let you. Yeah, yeah you do what you yeah. do. Dude. You know Your what? I, I, I used to be a betting man. I had some uh, some money in the account. And I actually took the Canadians to beat the Winnipeg Jets in preseason, of all things, because I think the Canadians had lost their first four or five preseason games. They played the Jets in Montreal, and the Jets had nobody. The only guy they had that night was Pierre-Luc Dubois. So I took the Canadians, and the Jets tied up the game, I think, with two and a half minutes left. 
yeah. and scored the game-winning goal with like less than 30 seconds left in the game. And, and um, yeah, that was I was not a happy camper when I went to bed that night. But anyway, <laughs> and uh, enjoy the hockey game tomorrow night, bud. Yeah, you too. Appreciate it. Thanks for doing this, man. I really appreciate it. All right, there you have it. Scott Phillip from the Winnipeg Sun. So, you know what? We, uh, I think we teed up the hockey game for you, which is going to go tomorrow night. We had a chance to talk to Marc-Andre Pedro of TVS Sport and to get the Canadians' perspective and Scott Billick of the Winnipeg Sun to get the Jets' perspective. Agnello and Sammy, why don't you throw up a couple of questions and, uh, and then we'll call it a night. Uh, Dadanov gets another chance to prove himself. It's up to him. Would be nice if he plays well so we can trade him. I doubt he can do it, though. Well, uh, there's no doubt that, uh, yeah, you know, they'd want to trade him. And uh, they're not going to be able to trade him with the way he's playing. Next. Uh, Vithersen, do you still think that Slav will be sent down to Laval in a couple of games? Not right now, no. Next. Raymond Singh, do you think the Habs make trades and force a tank? At some point this season? Yes. Next. Glenn De La Siega. Do you think Dubois will be a Hab next year? Um, I think Pierre-Luc Dubois would like to play for the Montreal Canadiens one day. I don't know if he'll be a Hab next year. I think he'd like to play for the Montreal Canadiens one day. If they could make it happen, I think they would. I think they would. And uh, and that's about it. Hey, listen, once again, I want to thank Energy Transportation Group, the Geloso Group at 8.6 Beer, and the good folks over at Lacage for bringing you the sick podcast. And I want to thank all of you for watching on YouTube live, for watching on Twitter live, for watching on Facebook live, for messaging us, for sending us your questions. And I'd ask you that if you enjoy the sick podcast, Leave a five-star review on Google, Apple, or Spotify and comment sick on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter. If you really like it, comment sick, enter, sick, enter, sick, enter, as many six as you. Frank says, any plans on doing a sick meetup for a Saturday night game where we can uh, win prizes and meet the GOAT? Uh, why don't we find out? Let's go to the powers. Uh, let's, let's go to the guys in charge. I'm just an employee. That uh, who was up until a couple of weeks ago was paid off in the gift certificates. <laughs> Agnello and Sammy at Master Control. Sammy, what's going on? Your Flyers lost tonight. Yeah. Sammy's a Flyers fan, by the way. <laughs> he loves the Flyers in hockey. And he loves the Tennessee Titans in football. Agnello, you threw out the question. Well, it was Frank who threw out the question, but you put it up. Yeah, um, we're, what we're are we planning, doing here? We're planning to do something at the end of the uh, November just to... Uh, hangout party and watch a game together. And then we're planning on doing a Christmas party sometime in December. So we'll oh, keep really? Everybody, yeah, we'll keep everybody posted. So a hangout party and a Christmas party. So we're going to have uh, two gatherings at La Cage, you would think, right? At La Cage, yeah. At La Cage would be nice. Yes, okay. And uh, I think Frank wants to win some prizes. Can we have any prizes or what? 100%. We always give stuff. Every time we do events, we give stuff. What, what, what do we give exactly, Agnello? What, 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 what do we give exactly? We give them Canadian teas. Most, it's mostly sick product. Mostly sick product, eh? Yeah. Hats, oh, shirts, hoodies. Oh, the, I, I have a real nice top. 
but it's upstairs. It's a Canadian's hoodie, but you have to see it. But I would actually have to go upstairs, and I'd have to I'd have to get it. Yeah, Hold sport, on a second. Even Sports Buff, our sponsors, always gives us stuff. I well, that's that's what I'm talking about. SportBuffShop.com. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let, let's do this. The beauty of doing things live. Hold on a second. It's going to be amazing. Look at this. Instead of me leaving. Well, we're not going to hear your mic. Don't worry about it. Oh, he's calling his wife. <laughs> Is this a joke or what? I call my son. He's not answering. <laughs> okay. You know that I, I actually could have left by now, gone upstairs, let you and Sammy talk. And... Not a good thing. No. No. Just bring it on next show. It's fine. No, 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 no. <laughs> bring it on next show. My wife's not answering either. Is this a joke or what? What does that tell you? You think you can entertain people? I'll go up and get the top. I have to no. go get it now. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, I, put it, no, I have to go get it. No, you don't. Andrew, you there? <laughs> Marco! Only, only at the sick podcast. Marco! <laughs> I'm on the podcast live. I need you to do me a favor. See, guys, people are saying empty comment. Come on. Now we need to see it. I need you to do me a favor. In my room, next to my dresser, on the floor, there's a bag. Bring me that bag. Right next to the window. This is, th listen, this is stuff that you can do when you do a live podcast. I think this I is think amazing. Don't you find? You might be the only one awake in the house. That's what they're saying. No, 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 no. My son, Marco's awake. Yeah, my son, Marco's awake. My wife, maybe, maybe my wife is sleeping. Marco's awake. Hold on a second. Marco's coming. This this guy's the best. Is he getting it? Yeah, he's, he, I, I think he's bringing it to us. Marco, I'm live on the podcast. You want to make a guest appearance? <laughs> yes, I love this kid, man. I love this kid. Marco, come here, man. Marco Varadation, hey, man. That's the guy, man. Marco, get that. Look at it. Hold on a second. Let him. That's hey, the bro. guy, man. <laughs> I love this guy, man. I love this guy. Marco. Marco, who's the best podcaster in the world? Tell them. This boy, sick podcast with Tony Bennett. Yes, sir. I love that kid, man. I love that kid. People want to know if LaRock is coming on tomorrow. Yes. Yes. Okay. Look at this. Yeah, it's a beautiful hoodie. A, Look at a, this. Yeah, it's, it's got my name on it. See that? Yeah, they just started this line, actually. Yes, they just started this line. And this is sportbuffshop.com. Agnello. This is the end of the world, honestly. Oh, beautiful. I know. No, no, this is one of the nicest um, Montreal Canadiens apparel that I've seen in a long, long time. Look at this. Wow. That's gorgeous. Yeah, so he, he called me today, and he wants to know when you're going to wear it on the show. You want me to wear it right now? No, wear it tomorrow. Put it on tomorrow's show. I thought you were going to say for me to wear it right now. So I had to take off my top live on social media. I, it would go viral. I don't think you would do that, but I, I've done like, I've done crazy things before. <laughs> you don't think I should show off this body. Is that what you're telling me? I think you should. 
That's a beautiful hoodie. Honestly, it's a beautiful hoodie. And yellow, it's gorgeous, man. Yeah, I know. Sportbuffshop.com. So there you have it. Okay. It's beautiful. And uh, wear it tomorrow night, what do you, want me, you want me to wear it tomorrow night? Yeah, wear it tomorrow night. It's going to make them happy. Even if they lose? Yeah, why not? I'll wear it the next time they win. Oh, next time they win. That's a good point. Okay. So Good if they win time. tomorrow night, I'll wear it tomorrow night. And if they win on Saturday, and if they lose, but they win on Saturday night versus Vegas, when I do the show on Monday night, I'll wear it then. Perfect. Is that good? Yeah, excellent. Is there anything else you want to say before we say good night? Is everything good with you or what? Yeah, thank you everybody for tuning in. So we're gonna we're gonna have a get together then. Yep. In wow. November. We'll do it in November and then we'll plan something for Christmas. We're gonna give away prizes. We got prizes from sportbuffshop.com. Plus a lot of sick merch. Whether it's Montreal Canadiens apparel, whether it's a hoodie, whether it's a t-shirt, whether it's a cap, gift, gift certificates, some, some sick merchandise, yep. some gift certificates as well. Maybe some hockey tickets. Yeah, like Cash always throws in gift certificates. Also, Cash always throws in gift certificates. Probably find some hockey tickets. Also, the Geloso Group always gives us beverages. That we can give away. We can. We'll have a lot of stuff to give away. It's gonna be a good place. In honor of Energy Transport that night, you're gonna be able to feel the energy. Yep. It's gonna be fantastic. Yep. Let's hope all the listeners and watchers come out. Hold on a second, though. Before we go, because you're always in a rush to leave for whatever reason. I don't know why. I should be the one in the rush to leave because you don't pay me overtime. But uh, why don't we do this? Oh, I have the perfect time. I have the perfect time. What? You know they're playing on the 12th and on the 19th? Mm-hmm. Well, on the 12th, on a Saturday night, they're hosting Sid the Kid and the Pittsburgh Penguins. And on the 19th, they're hosting Sammy's Philadelphia Flyers. Mm. Why are we in Toronto? Me too. They're going to Toronto, these two. Yeah, we're going to the sports card show, actually. Yeah, when is that? I think it's on the 12th. So maybe we'll do it on the 19th. Plus, we need time to promote the event as well. Yeah, okay. But when is this sports card show? I want to know. I think it's the 12th. I'm not sure of the date. You're not sure of the date. So you know you're going to Toronto, but you're not sure which day you're going. Yeah, my wife planned it all, so I don't remember the date. Oh, you you rely on your wife to plan basically your entire itinerary. That's it. Exactly. She plans your whole travel, this, that, whatever. So you guys are going to be going to a card show in Toronto. Yeah, the biggest one. I, th- I think it's one of the biggest ones in North America. Is that right? Our buddy Chris Latornade obviously is going to be there. He's going to be there, and there's a lot of athletes signing cards and pictures. Yeah, and Chris is going to join us again next week on the show, correct? Yeah, there's a new series of cards coming out. He's joining us next week. He might even open a box on the show. He's going to open a box on the show? He might open a box, yes. Well, what if he gets an amazing card? I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. I'm going to buy that box. You're going to buy that box. He should give it away. He should give it to you for free, but that's beside the point. Well, that, that honestly, that goes without saying. I expected a p- couple of boxes by now, but hey, what can I tell you? He's I so- can't force him to, you know what I mean? <laughs> nice guy. <laughs> I mean, I like him. I'd like him more if I got a couple of boxes. I'll yeah, set see- him for that Cole Caulfield rookie card that's going for about $3,000 right now. That would be nice. Yeah, it's a beautiful card. It's beautiful. a beautiful card. Beautiful card. All right. Sammy? Thank you. Sammy, yeah. tell everyone in ending, who am I? No. How do I end the show, Sammy? I'm I'm Marinaro. I'm Marinaro. All right. For Agnello Cavallaro and the brains of the operation, Sammy Cavallaro. It's the sick podcast. Tell your friends about it. I'm Marinaro. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. 8.6. 
Intense by Nature, and La Cage. If the last time you went to La Cage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to La Cage. The menu will surprise you. 